Good morning. It's another beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Tom, Talia, and Joel, three members of Keep Tucson Sketchy. It's a fun chat, and it's going to highlight some talented artists in our community as they prepare for an upcoming show in downtown Tucson. Today is April 3rd. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From you, Arizona, to A Mountain, and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android, using our very own downtown radio app. Of course, if you want to get us on the show, Facebook, Instagram, email us, contact at Life Along the Streetcar, and then check out our podcast wherever you find your favorites. Well, we have a long, uh, we have a really good interview today, and it's a little bit longer than normal, so I want to jump into it very quickly, but there is so much happening in Tucson. It's the third, and uh, if you are out and about, um, I will be at uh, the Tucson Folk Festival. I had the pleasure this weekend of of um, emceeing the church. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, the courthouse stage. So if you are out and about, maybe stop by, say hello. We do have a booth set up as well. Of course, there's Tucson Street Fair and just so much happening here in the month of April. And something that is coming up next week on the 9th is a show at the screening room with a local talented group called to keep Tucson sketchy. These are actors and comedians who've come together to write original material, perform skits live, as well as have some recorded. Went to their show the last time they did it and had a really good time. So when I heard about this one here on the ninth, I wanted to, to do an interview. I reached out and was fortunate that three members of the group, uh, Tom, Talia and Joel all wanted to, uh, sit down and chat. So we had uh, a fun time and I think you'll enjoy this interview about keep Tucson sketchy. No, uh, yeah. Keep Tucson sketchy. We, we started a few years ago because we were doing uh, a cable news program, uh, through the city of Tucson, uh, where we, we wrote news jokes, did local news. Um, I did a character, uh, in Pedro Santa Cruz, kind of a goofy guy, but, uh, but yeah, we, we would write jokes. We would go on live television and tell the jokes. And uh, there's there's fans of that show that actually would come up to us in the grocery store. It came up to me a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, we uh, the, it got canceled by the city and um, we were like bummed out about it. We didn't know what we were gonna do. So we decided that we would start a sketch comedy show. So we incorporated the news part into the show. Uh, we do news jokes in the middle of our Keep Tucson sketchy show, but the rest of it is uh, scripted uh, film and also live theater. Um, so we, we just started it. Why not? And that was about three years ago? Yeah. Perfect. Exactly three years ago. Don't, let's make this a big thing. This we did three year anniversary 
this very month. And Joel, you were there at the beginning? Very there at the beginning. Yep. So you got, you yeah. got, you got fired too? I got, I, no, I got my job. This is, this is over a break. I ended up getting a job from, from writing in that show, in fact. Um, yeah, so I started as a writer for the news show and I, like you said, daily show kind of stuff. And then it like morphed into this more like parody kind of thing. I remember once it was mentioned, like we should do like an SNL for Tucson kind of thing. Have musical guests and do like a fake news thing. And, and it, yeah, built from there. It built pretty easily. Like we put a uh, notice out on Facebook or whatever. And um, it was the same night as an open mic comedy night. So it was kind of awkward because half of them were like there to do the open <laughs> mic. And they'd kind of come in for a few minutes. And like, so the second week, a lot less people were there because we weren't, we didn't have an open mic going at the same time. But then it was like over time, we've been able to kind of hold on to the people who are really motiv uh, motivated and are, you know, really into it. Um, so that's been interesting. And then Talia, you joined about a year ago or I... two years ago? I don't even think that long. I think, I feel like, like it was only like six months. Thank it you. Was post pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> We did I did the last show and then I'm going to do this show. Yeah. So she started in December. Would it have been around there? Maybe. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. I found I you guys should... on Facebook. The good old Facebook. Yeah. Started improv online about a year ago. Well, during the pandemic. So maybe like a year and a half. Oh man. Two years ago. Who knows at this point? Um, yeah. And then I wanted to get involved like live. Do things up on my feet without, you know, just seeing my torso up. So <laughs> how many, how many are in the, in the, is it a, what do you call it? A troop, a group, or what, what do you, I guess troop, does that take care of everything? I think yeah. troop is, yeah. So it, it goes from, I mean, we usually have about 15 people at least, but like it gets more than that. It gets up to 20. Um, it's really pandemic time. It was really kind of just the, the core members. It was like eight or nine of us that are kind of in there with the production and the writing and all that kind of stuff. But like with actors and we're always looking for more actors cause we just need different character types um it, it can be up to 20 then does does everyone contribute towards the writing or or is it just not, a story? no not everybody they can be involved as just an actor as a lot of people just prefer to do that some people just like to do video acting and we can use anyone in these different areas so yeah any way they can help and also like we need stage hands and you know people operate the camera and stuff like that there's always there's always room for people and Joel looked directly at me when he's talking about no talent people to uh, <laughs> yeah. so just to hold things, you know, maybe a, you saw like, you're reaching for the application for an actor. Like we also need people to hold the camera. I noticed you can work a microphone. <laughs> yeah. The way you plug things in is very, pretty good. Very on point. I have, I, I have a skill set. Uh, so tell me, what is it? What does a show look like? We SNL, but I mean, are these long skits, short skits? How does this all come together? We do a variety of uh, sketch lengths. Uh, we start out with a, an open, a cold open, just like SNL. Uh, we often do meta sketches where we kind of make fun of ourselves within uh, the cold open. So this next episode, we're actually going to be uh, roasting the city council a little bit, roasting our governor. Uh, we got to kind of, uh, you know, get some more jokes on him, you know, before he leaves office uh, this year. So um, we, we also have a, a host for this episode, which we do in every episode, uh, Charles Ludwig. Uh, he'll be doing comedy at the beginning. We do film sketches and live sketches, which we alternate. Um, some, you know, I would say what, three to six minutes usually is is typical yeah. length. Sometimes the videos are shorter. They can be like a minute. I mean, it's like basically to get us so we can clear the stage and have everything ready so that when the lights go up, it's, we're all ready to go. So there's no lags in the show, which is nice. 
Um, also with the meta stuff, it's worth mentioning that like there's a storyline that kind of carries through each show that you have like a beginning, middle and an end. Um, so it has this kind of story that built into the sketches. Um, ultimately I'd love to link everything. That would be like the goal. I've tried to do it once with our second show. I think it was a little too soon. It's always difficult to do that, but that's so, cool. so you've got to pay attention when you go to one of your shows. Is that what you're telling me? Somewhat. I mean, if you come in the beginning, middle and end, you're fine. So you can leave in between <laughs> if you feel like it. And then characters. So do you, I'm assuming you, you play different roles. Do you have recurring characters? Or do you have like, a, do you have a favorite character that you do? Um, I love my state farm character. And also there's this Tampix uh, satire we're doing. And that was a fun character to play in girlfriend who has a tampon, tampon scent that smells different than you might expect. Uh, find out more, come to the show. But yeah, I, I was on the, the writing team as well this time, which was really fun and a different experience as well and getting to learn how to construct, you know, and develop material in that my, way. Yeah. My favorite role of yours is she played a, um, do you know Dutch Brothers? Have you been to a Dutch Brothers? I'm familiar. I'm yeah. Driven by one. So we did a Dutch Brothers parody and she played a Dutch Brothers barista. Their thing is when you're waiting in line for the coffee, they're supposed to talk to you because then they're definitely told to because you can tell they're doing the small talk. What are you doing? Oh, what you got? And it's always working or going home. There's no, I'm never an interesting answer. And they don't want to do it. And the person doesn't, both it's, sides. It's and, disingenuous. Yeah. It's, it's reluctant <laughs> on both sides. So we had one, but they're always very perky. So her character is just this very psychotically perky person <laughs> who is, one person doesn't want to talk to her and she's just torn apart that they don't want to talk. And it's hilarious. It's on up on YouTube called uh, Barista. Watch it. Get it. Yeah. Swedish sis. Swedish sis. Yeah. That's the yes. name We'll be back to the second half of our interview with uh, Talia, Tom, and Joel of Keep Tucson Sketchy. Hear a lot about their upcoming show and some amazing things that I think they're doing here in the community. But first of all, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. And we are back to jump into the second half of our interview with the team from Keep Tucson Sketchy. Yeah, and if you are interested in checking out any of our sketches, we have a ton of videos on YouTube um, from the pandemic, from before the pandemic, since the pandemic, and there's Slowly a lot of funny. Released. Yep. And, and also, we have a Patreon that uh, you can get all the live shows, like the full live show. Uh, we have a, you know two cameras set up and and get pretty good quality out of it. So that's up on our Patreon to get this. And you get a free ticket to the show, too. We should probably do the plugs at the end, but there it goes. You can, you can edit it and put it at the end. You know, the way this show is, you never know when the end is going to be. So you should do it at the beginning, middle, and end. No, and, and have a theme all the way through that connects this interview together. Right. So Just like our show. Yeah. I've got to know more about the writing room. I'm always intrigued by, by the writing room. You, you and I worked on a project during yeah. the pandemic called... Uh, um, Tucson helping Tucson. Mm -hmm. And I got to be a part of like coming up with some of those sketches. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is like better than the show. 
Is, is it's that- so fun. We were just talking about that. Frank was talking about this the other night because we got a meeting here and there was just, everybody stayed after the one they needed to. Like people were down, they stuck around because it was so much fun. And we were like kind of writing the end sketch as, as we were going because we realized like we needed characters and stuff. So we we're kind of writing it on the fly and people were dying. They were, it was so much fun. And we were talking after everyone left, like, this is the dream that we always wanted. It was just this to like mess around and laugh and, and create things. So yeah. what happens when you disagree? I mean, at some point someone has to think something's funny that other people don't. Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you decide what goes in the show? Yeah. You get an awkward silence and you get used to it over time. I, another thing Frank was talking about, the first time we did it on Zoom, you throw out a suggestion and no one responds and you say, okay, next. <laughs> and that's it. And, and yeah, it's, it's terrifying the first time, but after the fifth, you're fine. And then you're bulletproof after that. So, so uh, on Zoom, you're like, oh, is my microphone on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, oh no, we heard you. We heard you. I think there are a lot of writers who really can't handle it and it's you know it's challenging for those sorts of folks but the the folks who can are sticking around they're having a good time and when when you're writing comedy uh jokes are almost like placeholders right so you write the sketch you know there's a a joke there you know that something funny has to be said in this line and sometimes the original writer doesn't isn't able to come up with the funniest possible line so i think as a writer it's a blessing to have such such a group of, of so many funny people who can just like okay, that's funny, but this would be funnier. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, wait, that's really good. What if we pull that and add this? And, and all of a sudden you get this line that's like pure gold. Like, yeah, and oh. different people are de- different at like uh, better at different roles too. Like some people are really good at editing, like punching up jokes. Like I need 10 jokes in this and they can rifle them off. A lot of like the stand-ups I notice are like super good at that. And, uh, you know, other people are better at like coming up with the foundational sketch you know the first version of it which i've heard that's how sitcoms and shows like that are written where like one person will write the skeleton of it and then you get the writer's room to just keep punching it out right. so we're doing it how they do it i guess <laughs> accidentally as far as we know it's yeah. perfect you've done improv so how how does this like there, i'm sure there's some skills that carry over but there's different methodology and stuff correct yeah i mean i learned that you know to write sketch you just improvise it until it becomes so um, sculpted that it, it creates itself. Uh, that's like the second city method. So this is brand new to me getting on a piece of paper and using my brain to think. Um, but it's, it's a totally different skill that, that I'm learning and gathering. I think that when I come up with an idea, it is very physical. It is something that I have like either experienced or like have dreamt about, or it's been in my everyday life where it's like something that has naturally occurred that then I just elaborate on. Um, so I, I'm better at writing a skeleton or, or finding an image or, or a concept than I am about like the nitty gritty. Um, so that's an interesting perspective that mm-hmm. Nigel. And, and even for people who are like, cause we get a lot of people who come in like, I've never written anything and I'm, they're afraid to. And it's like, even if you come in with an idea, people have come in with like one or two line ideas and we've, we've made it into a sketch like the Christmas in Tucson. One of our favorite one was built from Hallmark. We want to do a Hallmark Tucson Christmas movie. And then it was just, everyone was just building on it. What are the tropes? And we're just throwing out the different tropes and then it just builds into something. So something to keep in mind. And has it always been, has this group always done sketch comedy in the last three years or have you done productions like movies and things like that? That's no, uh, well, me and Frank do plenty. We do our, our Scrooge movies, um, but that's different from the sketch. It's a little removed from that. But no, we haven't, we talked about doing a short film at some point. Because um, I've been in a couple of festivals as an actor, so I kind of know the world a little bit, and I feel like we could get something in. Yeah. Um, I, it's always this weird question of, like, what's the difference between a sketch and a short film? Because, I don't know, like, how would you... It's about two minutes. 
I feel like a, a short film would need to have like a complete story arc. But it doesn't though, because I've seen short films that are just like characters, you know. Right, like the, that theoretically. Are, so it, it, yeah, it goes into this other area. What is it? But I know what we're doing isn't short films, you know. I feel like sketch is like you have a premise and then you heighten from that premise. Like you have a specific, right. like a very specific beat and then you're just basically heightening that bit over and over and over until there's a specific reveal or twist at the end. Um, where like short film, it's more like plot based where there is some type of story arc, you know, in some way or another, whether it stays linear or goes in different directions. It's yeah. I think the point about the, the, the point about the, the premise heightening, that's yeah. That's, that's like the, the foundation for sure. Yeah. Did the student just become the master? <laughs> you should put this on here. When you post this, put it on the screen. What do you think? And we'll get a discussion going. I don't, I don't know. My, my mom doesn't go on social media. She just listens to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, are, of the group, are, are most of you from Tucson or been here a while, or, or are you getting like people from different parts of the country that add a different different flavor to it? I think most people are from all over the place. I'm personally from Tucson. I've been here my whole life, but I know yeah. a lot of the group is from different places, and some people Tucson. leave and come back. And um, is there like regional humor? Are there things different? Like if you've lived in Tucson for a while, you know things differently, and you have to explain it to someone that might not have. I think so, yeah. Some yeah, of our sketches sure. are, are pretty specific. Like we, and that's kind of I've kind of kept the name too because it is supposed to be for Tucson. Um, but not all our sketches. I'd say like I've every show, maybe one or two will be Tucson, very Tucson specific. But we did one about Philadelphia. Like we we have people from all over the place. We had a, a girl during the pandemic who was from Mich was living in Michigan, and we didn't even realize it till the end. I was like, <laughs> hey, can I drop a green screen off? Yeah, she said, I live in Michigan. What? Yeah. I, yeah. So we do have people like that are from all over the place there. But I'd say about more, half, maybe more than half, are Tucson natives. Okay. Yeah. But we do. Um, draw in Tucson material for some of the comedy like we do local jokes in, in the news part of it we you know we've done references to two things in Tucson like EG's jokes and things like that because it is such a community centric place like it has that sm small town feel so it's, it works here versus if you did like keep New York sketchy like I don't know what that look like it'd just be a stupid another club show you know this is like I think that's actually like Saturday Night Live like, it's yeah. true <laughs> right. it's still our idea <laughs> Uh, so April 9th, we've got this show coming up on April 9th. It's a Saturday. You've got two shows. Yep. What can people expect? I mean, obviously you're going to have the, uh, the, the sketch comedy we've talked about, but what's the, what's the theater like? What's the atmosphere? So it's at the screening room downtown. It's a little adorable one theater, uh, movie theater. That's great. A lot of people don't even know it's there, but just come. It's great. It has a little bar and you can get drinks and stuff. So it's a movie theater, but then there's also a stage. So that allows us to do the live stuff and the video stuff. And, you know, we've got a little back area that we have now, a little green room. And uh, we might even have some interactive elements in this one. Hmm. Maybe. Oh, that, that sounded like a teaser right there. Maybe. Right. Maybe. I, I was thinking maybe we don't. <laughs> well, that's definitely a teaser. But it might. There might be. I didn't... The environment's really electric, too. Like, when you walk in, you can just feel the excitement. And and it's, it's hilarious. I mean... When, when we write the sketch, especially the live sketches or, or film the sketches, you don't really know how the audience is going to necessarily react. But we've, had, we've done sketches where it's like every line, laugh, line, laugh. And it's like you when we're rehearsing, we don't get that. So it's a really cool experience to feed off the audience and, and just kind of get that interplay that, you know. So the early show. very intimate, yeah. Yeah, you should probably know, too, that the early show is usually like more, it's 
a little more mellow, I guess. The Late Show is usually wilder. It's either way better or way worse than the first one. So it, it's, it can go either way. <laughs> Last one, we had a ton of flubs, but it was funny because it was like, people love it. You know, so it's more, it's almost a little more fun because we might mess up. So if you like the first show, go home. If you don't like the first show, stick around for the second one. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And are these are these family friendly or is this an adult audience? It's it's not family friendly. I wouldn't <laughs> people do bring no. kids sometimes. It confounds me. We've had we've had a child heckler once. So that was cool. Um, no, don't bring the kids. Leave, leave the kids at home, get take have a night out, go out to dinner and, and enjoy the show. Unless you feel that your child needs a good sexual education through sketch comedy. Right. And, and the thing is, I watched Saturday Night Live as a kid, and we're fine. We're, you know, we're working us down. There's complete silence when it's <laughs> up. As I'm saying it, I'm just like, oh. Nick uh, at night. <laughs> as, we're, as we're wrapping up here, 7 o'clock, 9 30, uh, both shows, our tickets are available at the door. You got to get them in advance. How much are they? Uh, they're cheaper if you get them online. So get them online. Um, also, it would be a boost to us because then we'd see ticket sales and it makes us really happy and it's cheaper. So what is the price? I don't even know the price right now. Does it say on here? Let's see. It doesn't have the price. Do you know it? Does anyone know it? I feel like it's All right, go. around $10. I think it's $10 online and like 15 at the door. It's definitely less than $100 per ticket. It's, it's It shouldn't be, but it is. So have, with, yep. with the amount of time we put in writing, filming, this is the this is the best deal in town for, for live theater, live comedy, live sketch. I mean... Yep. You're not going to get a better deal for what you're going to experience for the amount of laughs that you're going to have for just the the thought you're going to, you know, be able to experience. And how do how do people follow you or if they want to join the group or if they want to hold the camera, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, Facebook's probably the easiest way, like Messenger, Messenger. Um, keep Tucson Sketchy? Yeah, keep Tucson Sketchy. Um, follow us on YouTube. Got all the videos up there. Um, if you want to help Instagram. us. Instagram? Instagram, yeah, I'm not an Instagram, but we got someone doing Instagram now. So um, we have Frank people. right here. <laughs> yeah, we've got people. Now. We've got an employee. <laughs> Doesn't get paid. Um, yeah, and then uh, Patreon. If you want to help us out, uh, five dollars a month, you can get a free ticket to every show. You get a, a recording of the live shows. We got extra stuff on there, and uh, we super appreciate it because there's we don't make anything off this so that'll help us you know uh, pay for stupid things like on like storage online dropbox and things like that it's not an expensive show props. but yeah yeah props we keep things pretty lean but inflatable chicken inflatable chicken you need that really yeah. important must have an inflatable chicken so head over to patreon for five bucks a month <laughs> oh, this is this has been fun i was i was nervous because i've never had uh, four people and our three interviewees at the same time, but you guys were very nice to me. So thank you And I, I look forward to it and after this weekend uh, April 9th What when do we expect the next one? So if people miss you. How long are they gonna have to wait? Okay, so we're gonna I think we just decided we're gonna do one in July like an old Tucson only Snowbirds are out of town. So it's just the <laughs> just the left behinders. So that's what we're gonna do, which is different. We don't usually, we usually take the summers off, but um, I'm gonna be busy in September and October. So we'll be there in July, and then we come back in either November or December. We try to do it every like three months, four at the most. Right. And you can always find us on YouTube uh, if you're getting, you know, yep. the need for a Keep Tucson Sketchy Fix. There's plenty of content on there. You could probably watch something every day for a good amount of time. I don't know how long, but <laughs> there's a lot of videos up there. A month, that would be. Yeah, <laughs> be psychotic, but okay. Yeah, tell your last words. 
Come on, improv. We're on the spot. Yeah. I was going to say eat some pizza and dine in and dine and dine. <laughs> Wait, are you, you plugging the pizza place? <laughs> yeah, there's a pizza place right <laughs> next to our, our show. So if you like pizza, go to our show. The first pizza. thing, yeah. the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> was food. The show's great, but Empire Pizza <laughs> next door. This is what happens when Talia doesn't eat dinner before she comes on the radio. Got this green smoothie. It sucks. <laughs> overpriced no come to our show you're gonna laugh you're gonna learn you're gonna grow it's going to create the opportunity for dialogue Ooh. in a transparent way and it's lit <laughs> <laughs> Thank it will be lit she says i'll tell you what the the interview was fantastic i i honestly was a little bit nervous because I, I don't think i've had a a three-person interview before, and, and I would imagine these dominant personalities, they're all very funny, intelligent people. I uh, wasn't sure how it was going to go, and they were just couldn't be more gracious. We had a lot of fun, and looking forward to seeing them on stage and performing April 9th. My name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Oh, we are into April. April. Episode 197 is done. Thanks to uh, Talia, Tom, and Joel of Keep Tucson Sketchy. They'll be performing on April 9th. Uh, also on April 9th, second Saturday is coming back to the downtown. So if you're uh, going to head down for second Saturday, enjoy a little music. I think, um, was it Sophia Rankin and the Sound are playing on Scott for free. Get a little food. Head over to one of the shows at the screening room. Could be a fun night. And this weekend, the uh, Tucson Folk Festival wraps up later today. We'll have a booth out there. If you want to come say hi, I'll also be on the courthouse stage doing a little MCing because I'm cool like that. And uh, 4th Avenue Street Fair. Oh, my gosh. So much going on. So much going on. Well, if there's a topic we should be covering, something we're missing, don't forget, you can find us on social media. That is Facebook and Instagram, Life Along the Streetcar. Instagram uh, photos are fabulous, so I hope you have a chance to check those out. You can also email us, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org, and um, you know, share. Tell us, uh, tell us what's going on that we need to be covering. Well, our guests today were funny, funny people. So we're going to leave you with a little music about being funny. This is actually a song from Sesame Street back in 1977 from the character Lord Nelson. And the song is called It's Funny. Hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. It's funny, it's funny, so funny don't you see. How we all laugh at funny things and laugh so differently.